0: Welcome to the Mind Your Body Podcast. My name is Jenny Helms and I'm an emotional eating coach and marriage and family therapist. I help people address the roots of their disordered eating and body image issues.
1: I'm Lisa Perkins, owner of Primal Transformations. I'm a certified personal trainer and precision nutrition coach. I use a paleo framework to help clients transform their health, body, and life.
0: The Mind Your Body Podcast is all about empowering you to live your best life. We aim to grow a community of empowered women who are ready to transform their health and lives using a real approach that is all about getting back in touch with ourselves and not fueled by self-loathing.
1: This journey requires a healthy dose of humor, perspective, and self-compassion. Our goal for this podcast is to help you achieve sustainable results that you get to keep. Please remember, the following podcast is not intended to be a substitute or implied to be medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare provider when making changes to your diet and lifestyle.
0: Welcome to the show. This is the Mind Your Body Podcast, Episode 15, Filling Your Mojo Bucket.
1: What does that even mean, Jenny?
0: What does that mean? Yeah. I hope we're going to answer that question here I, soon. <laughs>
1: I, I hope so too, because I'll tell you, filling my mojo bucket is something I'm going to be doing today. Yep. For sure. So, if you're one of my clients, this is something that we talk about a lot, and this is something Jenny and I have talked about, you know, this that's how this came up, is us talking about the importance of downtime and play and relaxation, social connection, solitude, fun, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. in order to be a happy, healthy, functioning human. Human, yep. Right?
0: And I think that, you know, we've we do this with our clients, but, you know, as we were talking about this earlier... This applies to every single human person. Um, And some people are really good at filling filling their mojo buckets. And I would say that in my experience, most people are not so good Mm -hmm. at
1: it. Yeah.
0: Um, And there's a bunch of different reasons why that could be. But for today, what we're going to focus on is figuring out if you do struggle with that for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. um, how can we get you back into a space of making that a priority and filling your mojo bucket.
1: Yeah. So do you want to kind of go through like, you know, what does this mean setting aside time for?
0: So when we say set aside time, we don't mean set aside time for your side business or side hustle, Mm -hmm. more time for work, more time for caring for your children or aging relatives um, or doing chores or, you know, and I guess I would have to put an asterisk on this. If you... I'm not one of these people, but I know that there are people out there that really enjoy, like, organizing their stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, if that's part of filling your mojo bucket, great. Mm -hmm. Um, But just really getting clear about, you know, I want to fill this space with things that are nourishing for me, Mm -hmm. that are filling to me, that I leave feeling like, instead of feeling drained, I feel more energy and more um, maybe even relief or lightness at times. Mm-hmm. And so asking yourself, like, what are the activities where I leave feeling more drained and being honest about that, even if they're part of like the things that you wish filled you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are the things that really help to fill your mojo bucket or your, right. your glass, so to speak? Right.
1: So we're talking about like, you know, a variety of of things here. Mm -hmm. You know, I think when we talk about self care, I think we kind of have this image. We've talked about this before of what that looks like. You know, Mm -hmm. we typically think of like a massage and a manicure and that might be part of this, Mm -hmm. but we are talking about things that you may have enjoyed in the past or people that you may have enjoyed in the past, but then life happens. You know, you have kids, you have a job, you have a house, you have laundry, you have errands, you have cooking and cleaning and exercise and you know it's endless and endless and what are some things that are like oh gosh those have slipped away i haven't seen this person in a really long time i haven't gone out dancing i haven't ridden my bike mm-hmm. i haven't read a fiction novel yep right so it's these kinds of things that are not to-do list items
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're not productive in a you know tangible sense they are productive mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about all of the benefits of doing this, like tangible benefits, mm-hmm. you know, again, you know, we, we talk in a lot of our episodes about kind of return on investment of time, filling your mojo bucket activities have a huge return on investment in turn. And, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it really does make us a more calm, productive, patient, creative person, right? And, you know, I just think that so many of us, we just, you know, especially a lot of type A people, People. you Mm -hmm. know, we just really want to get things done. And I know that's both of us, Mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, we're talking about things that, you know, help you with relaxation, creativity, social connection, you know, which could be fun, sharing, holding space for one another, sharing your gifts with others. It could also be solitude
0: mm-hmm. right yep
1: and then it could just be fun and play whether that's being on a sports team or going to an art class or you know whatever mm-hmm. right so so that's the kinds of things that we're talking about so yeah so why is why is this important why does this matter
0: why does this matter yeah um, before we came down here to record, I was going to share a little bit of my own kind of story with this because I feel like, well, I don't feel like my personal experience was that I tend to be a person who, if I like, if, you know, if life is a plate, I will fill my plate to the brim. And that kind of used to be my pattern. And I also, um, I think I used to kind of correlate self-care or doing fun things with like being lazy and not being productive. So I'm really glad that you brought that productive word into there be, mm-hmm. or into this because I think that a lot of people feel like they're supposed to be productive mm-hmm. all the time. And what I found for myself was when I was doing this, mm-hmm. I was continuously going into a place of burnout. Um, I would be able to, you know, work at a hundred percent or a hundred and ten percent for about. A couple of months and then I would burn out in one way or another. And so for me, I mean, I've had to learn it the hard way where this just doesn't work for me to be this person doing stuff all the time. Like I will eventually burn out. Mm -hmm. I will lose my relationships. I will feel like more in a funk every day. I will lose sight with who I am and what I even wanted to do in the first place that I was working so hard at. Mm -hmm. And so For me, I have to dial it back and give myself some space for relaxation and play, unless I won't get that thing done that I was really wanting to get done in the first place. Right. It
1: sounds counterintuitive.
0: It does. Doesn't it?
1: (laughs) It (laughs) does. You know, and I think this is typical for people, you know, you and I are entrepreneurs and, you know, that there's not really a start in a finish line with that, like we could literally work 24 hours a day and still have more to do. But this is also true for people who are parents. I mean, honestly, any of us could overfill our plate and many of us do. And the tricky part is that we can build our identity around that, around feeling that we get our sense of self-worth from the amount of things we've gotten done. And boy, this has been me for most of my life. I mean, honestly, I'm just now unpacking this. And so then, you know, I know when I first kind of codged on to this notion, I immediately started arguing for all of the reasons this can't apply to me because I have to do all of these other things that maybe other people don't have to do. Well, the reality is that first of all, everybody has a ton of responsibilities, right? Mm -hmm. The second thing is that I think our ego needs to stand down a little bit. You know, if we can't, you know, we're going to kind of, we are going to talk about like, you know, how much time you should start with. But just as an example, if you cannot carve out 30 minutes a day to read a book or take a bath or take a walk or go play Frisbee, then... There's really something to look at
0: mm-hmm.
1: with your life, right? Yep. you know, you need to really kind of reconsider. Yep, how you've structured things, and you know what could maybe give. Maybe are you over functioning? Are you assuming many more roles that maybe other people need to step up and, and do, do? Right, mm-hmm. and so part of that is that healthy boundaries that mm-hmm. you know we talk about, but. You know, I just, I guess I feel like when I do, you know, and in the past, I haven't been strategic about this, but I always notice that when I do make time to go have fun, you know, we'll go out dancing or something like that. And it does feel so frivolous, but I am always so much lighter. Mm -hmm. Things fall back into perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that when I'm in this, you know, all work and no play mode, I am triggered by the smallest things, mm-hmm. you know, say I've cleaned the house and someone comes and leaves their cups in the sink. Oh my gosh, you would think that somebody just ran over my cat. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. it. seriously, <clears throat> it's just, I don't have things in their proper place, you know, in my mind. And when I do get out, I just come back and it's like my nervous system has just Calm down. Mm -hmm. And I just feel gratitude and peace. And like, I remember like why I'm even doing any of this stuff. It's like, okay, I remembered why life is worth living as morbid as that sounds. Yeah. Because you can literally, I, and I've done it so much that like literally your whole week ahead is like drudgery. You don't have anything to look forward to. And yeah. So you know, I think there are some things that that can kind of.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I know that if in my experience and in my clients, like it's when we're able to fill our mojo bucket, we get back into a place where we can have a little bit more perspective and -hmm. not be kind of driving forward without, you know, really taking a, a breath and really taking a moment to kind of Mm-hmm. in the moment, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I remember um, asking one of my supervisors when I was in grad school, like, how do you, how are you mindfully going through grad school and, like, doing all the things? And they kind of, like, looked at me and laughed. They're like, well, good luck with that, like, because that is definitely a tough balance. But mm-hmm. I found that, like, I, I did have to figure out a way to make something that, at the time, you know, when you have all these other things on your plate and then you're adding a bunch of other stuff, like how, how do you gain some perspective and just being able to be in the moment and Mm -hmm. be grateful for the little things, um, be graceful when you make mistakes. And that's really hard to do when we don't give ourselves any space to pause Mm -hmm. or relax or have fun. You know, I
1: think that there's a biochemical aspect of that. I think that we literally get into fight or flight mode Mm -hmm. and then, Everything seems hyper important. We can't kind of differentiate between the things that we could just maybe let go or that don't have to be done right now. Everything feels like a crisis.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think there's this weird like sense of like, you know, people are... you know, they're chasing success, right? And they're, or maybe they are successful people and they think that, okay, this success and me being productive is going to equal me being happy. Mm -hmm. But then they find that they're like doing that and they forget to be happy Mm -hmm. along the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so they're like, I'm going to success myself into being happy. And then they get to a place where they're like, I'm successful and I don't even know how to be happy.
1: Well, there's no finish line
0: Yeah, for successful, right? There is is no, you know. And you don't teach yourself how to be happy or to Mm -hmm. enjoy things by not giving yourself space and time to do that.
1: That's so true. I can't tell you how many vacations I've gone on that I wasn't able to relax, at Mm -hmm. least for the first few days. I mean, it's like, I, I don't, if you're not practicing on a daily basis, just kind of being, like you say, and breathing and just enjoying being in the moment then you think, okay, but when I go on vacation and I'm able to lay on the beach, you're not going to be able to lay on the beach. Yep. Your nervous system is locked in fight or flight. And if you're not being productive, you're going to feel, you know, really uh, jittery.
0: Yes. Or that, honestly, what I would call it is kind of that worry or anxiety. Totally. Right? Yep. It's like, you're so, and I used to also have this funny belief where like, I've challenged this since, but like I used to think if I don't have my stress and anxiety, I'm not gonna get anything done. Mm -hmm. Oh, me too. And I've had to really challenge that because what I found was, yeah, I'm super good at being productive until I like plow into that wall of Mm -hmm. (laughs) burnout. Yeah. And then I'm like super not productive for a really long time. And um, what I found for myself over time is if I give, if I'm able to just, be a little bit more chill Mm -hmm. in what I do. Of course, it's important to have some forward momentum, but if I'm able to just relax into it, I can kind of... It's like the little engine that could Mm -hmm. or like the the hair kind of perspective. I keep going Mm -hmm. and it's not um, this like devastating, like either I'm this or I'm that. Right. It's, you
1: know, this goes back to what we talk about with body awareness, really getting back in touch with kind of interpreting the signals that this stress is really starting to build up. You know, it's the same with everything in our body. If we can start to notice that, boy, I'm really not, maybe I'm not sleeping well. I'm being very short tempered with people. I'm triggered by the smallest things. That is your cue from the universe that you are not filling your mojo bucket, that your mojo bucket is totally bone dry, Mm -hmm. right? And The reason that we want to get in front of this is, first of all, for myself, I think this is a big cause for my depression Mm -hmm. over the years is that I wasn't paying attention and finally my nervous system just flatlined. Yep. It's like, if you're not going to pay attention, I'm going to slow you down. Yep. That's, you know, you are slowing down and then all of the shame would come from feeling depressed and it's just, you know, this kind of icky cycle but you know on a tangible level one of the things that I've noticed for myself and with clients is that when we're filling our mojo bucket we don't have as many food cravings mm-hmm. right and one of my clients said yesterday and I thought this was just perfect she said I'm either going to schedule in and experience the goodie or I'm going to eat the goodie mm. because our brain is wired to seek pleasure Mm -hmm. And if we have not scheduled in time on a daily basis, on a weekly basis to get some pleasure, to have things to look forward to, you know, gosh, the low hanging fruit is the ice cream, the nachos, the pizza, the cookie, whatever it is, Yeah, you know, and it just assumes this greater importance when we don't have other fun things that light us up and are propelling us forward. You know, think about the difference in your week when you have... You know, a fun event to go to or time to curl up with a book, you know, you're just not going to necessarily be needing to soothe yourself,
0: mm.
1: you know, with yeah. food. It's just, it's one piece of it, but it's something that I've definitely found with people. And I also think that it has such a big impact on our relationships. Yeah. So, you know, kind of, you know, all the things that we've been talking about, but I just, I know that I, build up a lot of resentment because I'm not advocating for myself, right? It's our responsibility to schedule in time. We don't have to earn it. We don't need other people's permission, but we do need to communicate
0: proactively
1: with others to say, you know, to our spouse or whomever that I'd like to carve out this time, maybe a half hour after dinner, or I'd like to schedule some of these fun things in the week. Or both, and you should do the same thing and we should do some together, right? So it's not an aggressive or combatant communication, you know, with them, but we have to get in front of this, right? And then, because otherwise, I don't, I don't know what you think, Jenny, but I feel like in general, men are just naturally better for whatever cultural reason Mm -hmm. at kind of getting these things in. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll just kind of go flop down on the couch and turn Mm -hmm. the game on or go, you know, do a thing, Mm -hmm. you know, play golf. I I know I'm, you know, being kind of stereotypical, but I feel like as women, we just kind of really have that sense that, okay, I'll, I am going to, I do see the value of these things, but I'll do them when I get to the end of all of this endless to-do list, which we never get there.
0: Yeah. No, I would definitely agree that culturally... Women are expected to do a little bit more, I think, especially when it comes to the home. And I think men are probably feel a bit more pressure outside of home. Um, now, obviously, these things are shifting as like our cultural narrative is shifting, but I think there's still definitely a lot of that oh, cultural is. impact of you know usually when people come home that's the time that they get to make some of those choices mm-hmm. to have downtime or to go and do something mm-hmm. and if a woman has more responsibility there or that felt sense of responsibility there um she's never going to get any downtime
1: yeah i think you hit a really important point there jenny that she feels that she has a responsibility because again i can only speak for my marriage but i do see this you know with friends and clients that I somehow feel subconsciously this sense of responsibility for my house looking a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. I know Adam, he could care less. He'd be like, "Yeah, let's go do the thing. I don't care if the laundry's done or whatever." Like yeah. he yeah, like we women, I think we have this kind of running checklist of things that haven't been done yet. Yeah. And I I don't know. I don't know what that is, but all that being said, It's a beautiful thing when we can schedule these things in and then see the benefits. So this is something that you just have to experiment with Mm -hmm. and see. You know, I have another client who told me yesterday that by doing, by filling her mojo bucket, she used to hate laundry. It loomed so large for her and she just resented having to do it. She made kind of a huge deal out of it in her mind. And now she just feels lighter.
0: Mm -hmm. Everything
1: just feels like kind of back in its lane. She's like, now I'll throw in a load, you know, while I'm doing something else and come back and fold a load and my husband will do some and it's just not a thing Mm -hmm. anymore. It's just back in perspective and so much of life is perspective and that's what, you know, I I feel like this does.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, and the perspective piece and kind of tying that back into the relational piece, um, I think a lot of women, when they are starting to feel some of that resentment, it's like they'll start to nag their husbands to help or do this. And so it starts to become like a tension actually in their relationship.
1: Absolutely. And so
0: doing some of this stuff may not seem like it's going to help your marriage or like Mm -hmm. your relationship with your kids. But in the end, it really does because you're starting to fill yourself in ways where you can be more... um, just happy and, and like generous. and generous and yes. giving in ways mm-hmm. that you want to give. Yes. And say, And honestly, I think that people don't realize. Well, oftentimes, your partner will respect you saying oh. no as well, and really kind of appreciate that as well. Um, I don't think that gets talked about enough. But you know, I know even in my own relationship, like I am very, I have to be very protective of my downtime mm-hmm. because it's very easy for other people and my partner to be like, Hey, let's do this thing. Or let's like, let's take on this project. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I have to like really Mm -hmm. say, no, we'll get this done at this time. But like for this scheduled time for myself, Mm -hmm. I need to just do things I enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I'm totally, and I'm at a place where I don't feel guilty about that anymore. But that being said, I used to. Mm -hmm. And so I want to say that like part of this process is realizing that that's necessary and that that's going to help you personally and your relationships even yeah. though it may seem at first like you're being um selfish selfish yeah. yeah and that's again kind of like the
1: the stress and anxiety when when you kind of notice those things if you feel if you hear yourself saying i don't feel like i deserve time to myself or i don't know what to say to my partner to communicate that is kind of your indication that you need to really put some thought into this. This isn't something that you just, okay, well, that's not for me. No, this is for everyone. Like you said at the beginning, this is for every single person and the benefits are just profound. Mm -hmm. You, we will, we will all burn out. And I mean, I've done it repeatedly. And I don't know how many times I've had to relearn this lesson, but this is the thing you have to be strategic. This is about getting time on the calendar, Mm -hmm. right? This isn't about, Oh, I like this theory. This is such (laughs) a great idea. And then you just, you know, kind of go back to living the way you are. Yeah, Yeah. We're always going to default, you know, to our patterns, but you know, we kind of have it mapped out for you of where to start here. But, you know, the key is that you, first of all, have to understand the value that this is not about being selfish. This is about being a healthy, graceful, patient, generous human being.
0: Yes. Yep. I definitely know that I am my best self now that I've actually carved out time in my week. Like I I set boundaries around my schedule. That's it. And, you know, there are people that are like clients that are like, I can only come in at this time late at night. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't see you. You're going to have to, you know, either figure out a different time or, you know, because I know that obviously, yeah, I mean, I'm at home, you know, doing my downtime, but I need that to be good for my clients. Because if I don't, I will go into the next day of clients being like grumpy and losing sight of why I even like doing this and why Mm -hmm. I'm passionate about it. And so it is just like, it's one of those things where it can be so easy to lose that, but you have to be protective of it.
1: You really do. No, it's, and especially in the beginning,
0: especially when it feels
1: uncomfortable, this is new. It still feels like I'm not sure if this is really going to pay off. Mm hmm you have to be deliberate and strategic about it. So so where to, where to start, really the first thing is just kind of take a look at, it doesn't have to be just the week in front of you, but that's where I think it's helpful to start. Mm-hmm. Every week you need to do this is just kind of look out at the week and do you have things to look forward to? Do you have fun things that light you up? on a daily basis, on, you know, out into the week, you know, do you have some events or are you getting together with people or a class that you're taking or whatever? And if no, then, okay, then maybe, yeah, maybe do a then, little it, then it's time to really brainstorm again. Think about some of those activities that you used to love or, you know, friends that it's like, Oh my gosh, I haven't seen her forever. I really like her yeah, you know, then this is your opportunity to, you know, kind of have that list and then start getting stuff on the calendar. So,
0: yeah. So I want to just like intervene and say a question that I, um, ask my clients Mm -hmm. a lot after the end of our session, but I've also started just doing it with my friends Mm -hmm. and I found that it's like, I didn't, well, I just was thinking about it actually now I'll ask them, are you doing anything fun this week? And in so doing, that's kind of getting their brain thinking about the fun things they could do, or if they don't have anything fun scheduled, then they're like, okay, I could probably do that. Or I should, you know, I should probably get some fun things into my week because they kind of look at it and they're like, no, I have nothing fun planned, you know? And so a lot of my clients, it's kind of that weird, like that nudge where I'm not Mm -hmm. saying, hey, you have to have something fun every week, but it's that nudge that they're kind of like thinking about that moving in that direction subconsciously. Um, and when you ask your friends that too, it's a good topic of conversation. Like Mm -hmm. what fun, cool thing are you looking forward to this week?
1: No, I love that. I also think that it's important to think outside of maybe, I mean, we all kind of have this picture of what, fun means, mm-hmm. you know, does that mean bungee jumping? Does that mean, you know, <laughs> I bungee jump go-kart <laughs> racing? You know what I mean? Like we kind of have this image and, oh, and it may be just expanding your definition, oh, you know, again, that? to think about creative endeavors or being out in nature or bird watching or, you know, going for a walk with a friend, whatever it is, spending time by yourself, yep. you know, so it doesn't have to be maybe this, stereotypical
0: fun thing. definition yeah. of
1: fun per se, although obviously that's good too, mm-hmm. you know, so just yep. kind
0: of thinking about that. No, that's a great, that's a great asterisk because I do think some people will take that and be like, well, now I have to schedule something f- like quote unquote fun every week. But sometimes, yeah, you're right. The thing that you're looking forward to or the fun could be resting in your bed, yeah. reading a great book, you yeah. know, doing some chill things that yep. you haven't really allowed yourself to do in a while. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're thinking right
1: now that, well, the fun thing I'd like to do is take a nap, then you've got bigger fish to fry, right? So your mojo bucket literally has holes in the bottom, right? No, I mean, it's absolutely, we need that, but this is not napping. Yeah. Right. So yes, that's, you know, Taking a nap is like sealing the bottom of your mojo bucket before you can even start to fill it. That's like a basic life need, right? So, yeah, that's yeah, that's good. But yeah, anyway, I was gonna say something. You're
0: challenging. I was gonna say something like me to to no. I I was gonna
1: say something risque unless you're you know napping with your partner. But anyway, so so I guess you know after you've kind of taken a look at your week, the next step is to schedule. Schedule in your calendar at least two things for the upcoming week that feel light, fun, creative, but these are not things that are on your current to-do list, right? Yeah. Um, I had a member of my coaching group ask yesterday if uh, volunteering at her child's school qualified. And, you know, that is awesome that she's doing that, but no.
0: <laughs> no, it does not. That is a
1: definitive no.
0: I'm glad you clarified
1: that. Right. But but then another client asked, she uh, posted a picture of her super messy desk
0: mm-hmm. where
1: she would love to do some creative things. And she said, would getting this organized qualify? And I was like, you bet. Mm-hmm. Because that is an investment in your creativity. If that feels like, okay, this this is exciting because I'm getting my space prepared that I'm going to be able to really do some things that I haven't done for a long time, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like organizing your sock drawer. Yeah. You know, that's a creative space that, you know, like for me, when I set up my gym, Mm -hmm. yeah, it wasn't the setting up the gym, but I was excited the whole time thinking, you know, the possibilities.
0: So yeah. Yeah. Getting to create your own space. So the next step after that, step number three would be creating at least 30 minutes a day of doing, that, doing something that feels rejuvenating, relaxing, fun, social, creative, you know, producing things. Maybe it's consuming things. Like in the sense of, have you heard about like the producing versus consuming kind of balance that a lot of us are out of? Mm-hmm. Have you heard that theory at all?
1: I, I mean, I have in terms of like you know, consuming social media versus writing versus, blog posts or something. Yes. I mean, I guess I've heard of it in that way.
0: Yes. And I think that yeah. a lot of people were super consumers in the sense that we'll consume entertainment and then we oh, sure. still do, do a lot of fun producing yeah. things. And we wonder why we're like kind of in this like yeah. imbalance, you know, you know. I'm
1: so glad that you brought that up. I I hadn't thought of that, but we're not talking about you know in general watching tv or scrolling through social media yeah that's not what this is about not mm-hmm. to say that you know watching a netflix episode couldn't be you know couldn't something be part absolutely of that, yeah. absolutely for sure i that definitely is a calming thing for me sometimes yes. um But in general, that can be more stressful to, you know, the endless scrolling, that's that's not helping you.
0: And knowing yourself in that, like, I just have to be truthful with myself in those moments. Like, most of the time, if I am watching, like, three or four episodes of something on Netflix, Mm -hmm. I'm going to, like weird space. It's not because I'm like yay and like consuming it and happy. It's because I'm like totally wanting to I'm block hiding. out the world I'm or just, you know, yeah, it's not a good space for me personally. Yeah. And so just getting honest with yourself about mm-hmm. that. So like, you know, making this something that is fun for you, tapping into your inner child so to speak, mm-hmm. doing something that's just like freaking singing and dancing in your car. Like I was actually I was dancing in my car on the way over here and of course there's a part of me that's a little self-conscious and I'm like looking around and I'm like glad that my windows are a little tinted, you know, because I'm like funny. people that's are awesome. totally gonna judge me and I was like, whatever, I'm just gonna dance because I'm in you know, obviously I'm driving and paying attention to the road at the same time, but you know, I'm just gonna enjoy this music and like even if it just looks like that, mm-hmm. you know, that's carving out some time. In your day to have fun. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't I still don't think that counts towards your thirty minutes It though. doesn't. <laughs> no, because I think we need to be doing that kind of thing throughout the day. It's like yeah. deep breathing. You know, we get to have moments of joy and not listening to a podcast or whatever, not learning all the time that we are just, you know, being in the moment. But I do think that having some dedicated time that, you know, again, isn't for being productive or, you know, making appointments or driving people around or anything like that. I think it's just, I don't know. I just know for myself, I have been in a desert in this area for so long. And when you were saying, if, if you find yourself watching three or four episodes, I've definitely been there. And I know that's a red flag because I am, I'm just, my nervous system is so fried that I literally cannot take in anything New,
0: so it's kind of like a signal for you, more so that like, hey, I need to be inputting more of these creative, fun, social. Because I think I know that for myself and the what I've experienced, and obviously I'm a little um, biased coming from that systemic Mm -hmm. social perspective, but I feel like all humans need. Social time.
1: I agree. And we don't
0: get enough of that mm-hmm. in our modern day society. Yeah. And I'm not talking like, hey, we watch Netflix together. Or, hey, I texted you, but like actual yes. one-on-one, face-to-face. face-to-face, Yep. goofing around, sharing our stories, mm-hmm. social time.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that you pointed out before we started recording is that it's important to have a variety of different social interactions. Yep. You know, I think we alluded to this earlier, but... You know, we have different people in our lives that, okay, some people are really fun to just hang out with and be silly and laugh and that kind of thing. And then we have other people, you know, like you said, that we feel safe with, that we can share our stories and let them kind of process things, you know, whatever. There's like a variety of relationships that we have and all of them are important. They are. But we want to make sure that we're not just having, I only have superficial friends or I only have, you know, social time where we're just complaining to one another. Yes. You know, women in particular can kind of get into that rut Mm
0: -hmm. that,
1: oh yeah, I hung out with her and we talked about all the things that we don't feel like we can change. Right. Right. And that's maybe not going to make you feel light when you're done or empowered or joyful or you know have better perspective on your life
0: right which is the goal yeah and just to be aware of if that's like the main theme is that you're always complaining with each other Mm -hmm. um we also talked about how like you know it's important to be both somebody like when you do find your safe people for you or people that you feel like you can talk about you know your shame and your Dark side or whatever you want to call it. I mean, you know, we all have our don't have to have it all together all the time. Yeah. Those people, you know, finding a good balance of sharing yourself and then also giving space for them to share themselves. Because we've all probably either we've been that person or we've had that friend who has totally just continued to share themselves and never given space for the other person. Mm -hmm. And how that can also feel really kind of draining, right, to be yeah. the person on the other end being like, all I do is I'm the, you know, soundboard of, you know, your experiences, basically. Yeah. Um, and that's not a true connection either. You know, at the end of the day, you've got to be honest with that, yeah. right? So so it's a balance of, you know, giving, taking, having fun, but also making sure that, you know, I think there's also those people, it's like they live their lives on the surface Mm -hmm. and they're really scared to dive deep and it I feel kind of my heart goes out to them um I've also I've always been kind of the deep diver that like people have to kind of bring up to the surface so um but my heart goes out to them in the sense that like they struggle to have really deep connections with people because of that you know what I mean they struggle to feel like they're truly known Oh, that, this is me my whole
1: life. You know? This is me until <laughs> five so, years ago. No. And
0: so I just totally. like, I'm like, I, you know, and I, I'm not saying that I've never been in that space in my own superficial way, but like, I think, you know, the space I'm in now, I tend to dive deep and people are like, Hey, I'm at the surface, mm-hmm. you know, come up right yeah. here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, so, the reality is that so many of us are scared that if we show up authentically, people will realize what weirdos we are and, you know, reject us. We have these know, protector, protective outer layerings. We're trying to, you know, be acceptable to society and it's a, you know, it's a defense mechanism, you know, we're, and we're also scared of what might be under the surface. So, so yeah, that's, you know, that's a journey for sure. And a podcast for sure. But, but one of the things, you know, we've mentioned this before, but this is, A key step once you've scheduled you know this some events in your week so you have things to look forward to you've carved out at least 30 minutes every day um, for yourself you have to communicate this to Mm -hmm. others in your life and it will feel uncomfortable at first right but it doesn't have to and I think you you mentioned that I think you would be surprised at how understanding our partners and spouses can be. Mm-hmm. They probably expect that you're doing this for yourself already. Yeah. But, you know, again, it's our responsibility. We don't have to earn this time. And it's, the, you know, we don't have to earn our self-worth by being productive 24-7. Yeah. But it's our responsibility to advocate for ourselves in a peaceful, you know, again, a collaborative way. Yes. And say, you know, you know, you can kind of negotiate times or tasks or responsibilities or whatever to figure out, okay, is that a good night for for you if I'm gone and take a class or whatever. Of course, you know, this isn't just about you standing there hands on hips and telling somebody like it is for sure, but this is going to make you a better partner. It a happier, you know, whenever we're happier and more calm and more peaceful and not having that resentment building up, we are going to stand down and be more able to connect, Yeah, you know, with our partner in a lot deeper way without having that kind of running scorecard in the back of our mind that we're keeping score. Well, they got to go on this boys weekend and I haven't done that and three years. And you know what I mean? I think we do that, but then we don't ever do anything about it.
0: Yeah. Well, and I I think also like I, you know, in, in previous relationships, I've had partners where like they were good at carving out that time for themselves. And at the time I would push them to do more thinking like they were being unambitious and, like, what's wrong with them that they're taking this downtime and, like, you know, kind of by my own anxiety. So if, like, just to kind of see the other side that maybe your partner is experiencing. And over time, when they held consistent with that boundary in a way that was not, like, confrontational, really. It was just, like, hey, this is just what I need. This is just who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, I still love you. Like, you know, being kind about it. I learned to really I mean at the end of the day I honestly envied it oh I was like sure. jealous that they could just do their own thing and be in that space and really enjoy it and it was like part of that you know part of my own journey and that was kind of learning from them right and so you may not realize that you might be setting this example for your family mm-hmm. and that there will be pushback at first um But that it actually might be coming from a place of their anxiety versus it really being like, okay, this is really an issue. That
1: is so true. And it's keeping in mind that especially for moms, you know, with daughters, we need to model for them that, yeah, mom's time is valuable. She deserves to have fun and go do things. She's a human, a person too. Right. Right. And, And if we're modeling for them that, you know, mom is just doing housework and- doing for us all the time, you know, we're going to perpetuate that for sure. And, and I totally agree. I've been in that position as well, where I've been jealous of my partner's downtime, but it didn't connect the dots Mm -hmm. that, okay, no, what I need to do is take a cue from that and then do this for myself. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't somehow see that. And I, I don't think that that's uncommon for sure. And I do think that it's interesting that when both of you are kind of filling your mojo buckets in a partnership and making sure you're doing it together to some degree as well, just everything falls into place. I think we, as humans have a need for things to feel fair,
0: Mm. whether
1: they're actually fair or not, we want them to feel fair. And so again, it is our responsibility
0: It is. To ensure
1: that that happens. And
0: I love that you're putting that back into our own plates because I know in my own mind, as I was going through this journey, I didn't like connect the dots that I had a choice. Right. And that it was my responsibility to tell people what I needed Mm -hmm. and what I wanted and to make that happen in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, of course there's a million reasons why that could be, but like it was so empowering and true That it really at the end of the day is our responsibility to do this for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No one is gonna gonna
1: rush in and say, (laughs) Hey, don't you wanna go to the movies with your girlfriends or don't you wanna go take a bubble bath (laughs) or whatever? It's like, yeah, that's not how it works. We're not probably doing that for other people by and large. And you know, it's not it's not that people are trying to be selfish or self-centered. It's just human nature is such that, yeah, we'll kind of encroach on other people unwittingly. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of what we do. And that's where those healthy boundaries are invaluable. And again, the return on investment of this time is just exponential, but you have to experiment with this for yourself in order to find this out. Do it for a week. I mean, you have nothing to lose. It's true. By seeing the difference in Maybe considering doing some journaling about it to see, did this help shift my perspective? Did this help reduce some sugar or carb cravings? Did this help reduce my stress? Did this enhance my relationships? Mm. Did I sleep better? Mm -hmm. Did my shoulders start to kind of come down 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 a little bit, bit, right? Mm -hmm. Did I have maybe less, yeah, pain? And, you know, just that beautiful lightness of being, you know, of being able to look up at the sky You know, how much of life do we miss just flying through it? Again, like you were saying, like, I'll be happy when? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, again, not to be morbid, (laughs) we we just don't, we're not guaranteed when. Nope. We're just not. And that it's, when you think of it that way, it's really frivolous of us to waste one single day.
0: It's true. So true. You know? I was, I actually, I'm happy I did this. I don't normally do this because I'm normally fly by the like sunrise in the morning, but I was watching it as I ate breakfast this morning and I was like, this is a good just moment, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like the little, and I mean, that wasn't anything to like, I didn't have to, you know, do all the things to make my day kind of have a. Good moment in it, but it's like I don't know. It's I hope those you
1: Instagrammed it though, because it didn't happen. <laughs> if you didn't Instagram it, I didn't Snapchat
0: it. or oh my Instagram it. I gosh, know. it I, I love that we can yeah. joke about that though. No, this was for me. This was just for myself, and I just, you know, and obviously, I wish I could. I wish I did that more naturally every day. Um, but you know, it's those little. It's the little things. I know that's it a is. cliche, but no, it is it's so the little things. And it's a
1: practice. It is a practice to slow down, to make conscious choices that we'll either feel proud of or at least not regret, right? Yeah. But all of this is slowing down, getting into our awareness, but it's also about checking ourselves is my ego driving the bus? Am I in this frenetic, busy spin cycle because it makes me feel important? -hmm. Validated. Mm -hmm. Is this the key to my self-worth? I know that was the that was where I was, you Mm -hmm. know, for much of my life is I felt like I had to kinda earn my keep. It wasn't conscious, earn my keep with whom? What? You know, that doesn't make (laughs) any sense, but that somehow, like you were saying, that I was totally lazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, everybody's always joked in my life. Like you literally never sit. You are always doing something, you Mm -hmm. know never just, and I'm really practicing that to sit down and play a game or just have a conversation and not feel like I have to match socks or seriously, like always something. And it's just amazing how I, you know, it's building that peaceful home within ourselves that doesn't feel like crazy bill. Yeah. Maybe that's just me.
0: No, you're definitely not alone. I mean, that's That's something I work, I'm, it's been a journey and I'm still working on every single day because mm-hmm. it's so easy for me to get back into that mode of do, do, do. And then, you said do, <laughs> do. I know. Yeah, and then, yep. Okay. We're totally, we're explicit we are adults here. So. Um, yeah, instead of remembering that how I do things is I mean, what I've kind of changed my belief is how I do something is actually more important than what I do.
1: Ooh, that's good.
0: Because before it was what I do is more important than how I do it. And now I'm like,
1: eh. Okay. That was an epiphany moment for me because when Jenny came over today, I'm working on painting the surround, the brick surround on my fireplace. And to me, that's a mojo bucket filler Mm -hmm. because it's something I've been thinking about and enhances my space. But... I do find myself literally making a re- what is a relaxing fun thing stressful. Mm-hmm. I can make anything stressful. Thank you very much. <laughs> is that Everyone? On your resume? <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah, that is a skill. So, it really is a practice to learn how to just get your nervous system to calm down and realize that okay, this is supposed to be enjoyable. This is not frenetic. You, and it's not even about, oh my gosh, I have to get all the relaxation and all the fun.
0: Right. Or turning the, like, I have to be Zen into another activity. Totally. Or like another, like, sup, like I'm supposed to. Like I'm to, failing like, at shame. relaxing. I'm I'm failing at zenning right now, right? Like, totally. But just like, you That's know. That's a great point. Well, because I, I find myself in that space a lot too, where I'm like, dang, I wish I were more Zen. And why can't I just do that? And like, you know, being in that whole cycle. Um, and realizing that in that I'm just kind of ruining that whole (laughs) moment for myself of just being with myself in my struggle too. Um, and how I am with myself and my struggle matters as well. But I think everybody, yeah,
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: And so I think everybody's like trying to avoid the struggle thinking, oh, I can never be in struggle. I'm always supposed to be doing things and being happy and Mm -hmm. X, Y, Z, but how we are with ourselves. And our struggle and our boredom and our happiness, you know, all mm-hmm. of that. I mean, yeah, that's kind of, that's my journey right now. That's yeah. what I'm still yeah. working on.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. My journey could be entitled seeking peace. Mm. I mean, that's really what I'm looking for. And when we're in that place of peace, we're not tending to overeat. We're not trying to numb and mask our pain through social media, through over-exercising, through over-busyness, right? Yeah. We're not trying to, I mean, that's what so many of us are filling our day with. If, if there is a drive or a moment of, you know, downtime, we pull out our phone. Mm-hmm. We just literally cannot handle the friction of what, we're so scared of what might come up in yeah. our mind. And that is a practice. If you're standing in line at the grocery store, resist the urge to pull your phone out.
0: Yeah, or... Just look around. This one's really tough for me, and I'm trying to work on it right now. When you're with somebody and they pull out their phone, resist Mm. the urge to do the same. Because I, like, I will find myself, like, if somebody's, like, on their phone and I'm interacting with them, whether that's, like, a friend, a partner, whatever, like... After like a minute or so, I will feel this compulsion. Oh, it's to friction. Just like,
1: I mean, it's like a just, friction in your belly. Yeah, yeah. just
0: to like mm-hmm. pull out my own phone. And yes. I, I've kind of been experimenting with that with myself. How do I just sit with this? This awkward, you know, whatever mm-hmm. this is and just yeah. be with it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> It's not easy. I think what but. you should do is pull out like a little spiral notebook and just look up at them and take notes. <laughs> Yeah, that'll make it really relaxed. That's,
0: that's another, yep, an equals one experiment.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, little anthropology <laughs> experiment. No, but seriously, this is all part and parcel of this being able to calm down because mm-hmm. if you are filling every single spare moment with your phone, with social media, that kind of thing, when it comes to your 30 minutes of downtime, say you used to like making jewelry, are you going to be able to have some, just some music on and have some silence? You know, it, all of this is a practice of being willing and able to get to know ourselves again and be okay with whatever comes up. Yeah. There might be some uncomfortable feelings and that's okay because yep. that's all part, part of, of the ride.
0: Totally is. Yep.
1: Yep. So Yeah. um, So we would love to hear if you experiment with this, if you take a look at your week, schedule some things in, two things in the upcoming week that, you know, feel fun. Maybe it's being social. Maybe it's, you know, creativity, taking a class, carving out at least 30 minutes of time for yourself each day, and then communicating and setting that healthy boundary. Mm -hmm. Gosh, we'd love to hear how that goes for you and what you notice And don't just listen to this podcast and then be like, yeah, that's great for those people. (laughs) Yeah. Believe me, you're not going to find busier or more type A people than we are. So if we can do it, you can do it. (laughs) Seriously.
0: It's
1: true. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm, and I'm still not great at it. Let me just be clear about that. I'm still very much working on this, but I'm seeing so many good things.
0: Yes. And yeah, I think that's a great uh, just human point for us is like yeah. we're still in this together. And if I look over my my progress the last five years, I can be like, man, I definitely have changed. And, you know, it's a journey. Yeah. I'll still be working on some stuff. So, yeah. yeah, we would love to hear how this has been for you. If you have done some of these things or, you know, if you are finding that you are coming up with your own kind of um, – resistance or struggle in in making this happen we'd love to hear maybe what that is and if we could address that in future podcasts we'd be happy to do so yep so
1: yeah all right have a
0: great week everybody and we'll talk to you next week talk to you next week